and welcome to yet another episode in season 2 of Stalwarts of Music. Today's episode is being partnered by Perpetual Buzz Experiences. They are an artist representation company with three very basic but lofty goals. They are the launchpad for a lot of indie musicians helping them leverage success in the best possible manner. They also produce some of the most memorable experiences for music lovers. Be sure to check them out on www.perpetualbus.com. We have yet another podcast partner which is Wire Up Music Store, one of the finest music retail stores with state of art equipment based out of Bangalore. Your one-stop solution for the best musical gear, ranging from guitars to ukulele, percussive to classical instruments. Do check out their Instagram handle which goes by at the rate wireup.india. As part of season 2, I've introduced an all-new segment wherein I call music industry experts from India to have a round of technical discussion with our main guest. Speaking of my first guest, he's a drummer, keyboard player, composer, arranger and a producer. I'm speaking about the legendary Gary Husband. He's a member of John McLaughlin's group Fourth Dimension. He's also featured with Billy Cobham, Alan Holdsworth, the legendary level 42 and he is also toured and recorded with Robin Trover, Lenny White, Randy Brecker, Al Jarreau and several many musicians. The Fourth Dimension's release live at Ronnie Scott's featured a new reading of the Mahavishnu Orchestra for which John McLaughlin picked up a Grammy award for best improvised jazz solo in 2018 and Gary was vital in terms of his contributions. I'm happy to invite out my other guest, the special guest, the technical expert. Couldn't think of a better name than Amit Datta. Amit Datta is a guitarist, composer, producer and an educator from Kolkata. He is widely acknowledged to be one of the most innovative musicians our country has to offer. He's contributed to over 5 decades in helping nurture his contributions to the guitar as an instrument his music has undergone a sea of change and has had many influences from pop rock jazz etc he's considered to be someone who continuously pushes forward into new creative frontiers so without any further ado i'm delighted to welcome my very special guest gary husband and Amit Datta who will be joining us for the tech segment of this interview hi gary are you in good rhythm today i'm in great rhythm thank you <laughs> and how about you sir very well very well i couldn't be more excited uh, you know i've been really really looking forward to talk to you and i haven't slept last night because i was so excited about this conversation oh my god <laughs> <laughs> wow that's That's tremendous. That's that's wonderful. That's too kind by the way. Way too kind. It's such that's, an uh, such an you. incredible privilege to have you on my show. Uh pleasure is all mine, sir. Wonderful. So we should be good to get started with our agenda for today. I have a okay. couple of very interesting questions coming your way. I'm ready. <laughs> in the musical forms that you are involved in 
you have to substantially work with musical notes that you that you play right you play around with musical notes and there are yeah. many ways in which these musical notes can be expressed as an artist right there are different patterns and different layers of feeling the same mm. musical note and and the nuances that are around it mm. it's definitely an understanding or uh, shall we say an you know uh, an experience uh, with these set of musical notes that you play around with so what does this do to you as a human being uh, i have often asked many musicians this very question uh, that do you need to be a good evolved human being in order to make good music i personally hear different answers from different artists of different calibers uh and and uh yeah it is it is quite interesting to know everyone's take so my question to you mm. is does the quality of the human being count to make great music i would say yes i would say the more evolved the more um the more we move towards our ideals mm-hmm. or the more we try to to realize our inspirations and imagination and uh, and come into contact with this little flame inside known as the music or the or the the inspiration mm-hmm. uh and the more that we can cultivate uh values that are important to us and are important for society um similarly uh then the greater and the deeper expression of our um inspiration will be I, i i really figure that i mean I, i think it's got a lot to do with the intent of the individual what do you want to do with with the music what do you want to say and we 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 live in a kind of a musical society where you know particularly a lot of younger people not just younger people um there there are a lot of different kind of attitudes to the way people are listening that that don't really lie comfortably with me <laughs> i guess it's the era i am from the 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 age i am now but 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 also it, it's intrinsically linked to something i felt that i was very well, from when i was very young and that um the music was there to provoke something it was there to bring something to to illuminate something in an individual which was totally akin and connected with what i got from my greatest heroes and gurus and uh, uh people i was listening to all my favorites that 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 i considered the real movers and shakers in music um they all had this real strong unshakable conviction and their intent was clear and it was clear and pure and and you you felt very much that 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 this was coming from a you know i i don't wish to try to be pretentious but an enlightened human being somebody aware of 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 the greater greater powers and uh maybe you know with an experience of the of of the spiritual world and i i certainly have come into contact with that but long story short i feel music is more uh 
about uh, a flow and movement than it is about notation. Um, I'm not one of those who would notate music. I don't do transcriptions. You know, I, you know, you can't get any bigger fan than than me of John Coltrane or uh, Michael Brecker. But I don't want his spontaneous, inspired invention uh, indoctrinated in my muscle memory. I don't want that to be fair to him and to be fair to me. I don't want that. I, w- I want something that's what, you know, bring about a situation where he inspires me, like just like he inspired the whole world of players. Uh, Michael Brecker, this is, or John Coltrane. But without knowing what they actually did was just to receive the essence and know that whatever I had to do or have to do or I'm still striving to do is to reach these kind of levels of of uh, of um, effective communication uh, of of conveying something that that's deep and it's just full of love and it's full of commitment when you're playing in the same kind of band with with people you know this this kind of communication if it's pure and if it's benevolent and if it's real and you really want to share this with another instrumentalist, like so much of the music I've got from India, north and south, uh, I feel this connection is so transfixing and compelling and so amazingly uh, inspiring. And yet I don't have a clue what they're doing. I, I haven't ingested or I haven't looked or analyzed or transcribed. What is it? How, how, what is that kind of like stream of notes there? I, I want to be able to do that. No, I, I would rather really design. I mean, we've all got an imagination. And I would really just dis- like to to um, find something that gets near to that kind of expression and in turn be that kind of effect on people, on other people. And this is... Um, they say that the happy, the happy older man is is when he can connect his life then to to the beginning, and I really feel that you know, especially particularly in music, that, that there's, there's just, this is the same thing. I used to walk around at sixteen years old, just saying that I wanted people to be uh, feel like they've been struck by a bolt of lightning, <laughs> <laughs> by what I hopefully can do and and try to do uh, and that was my intent you know here's this word again intent and 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 i think everything is kind of re- revolves around that for me um i'm less interested in the to listening with the eyes i'm more into the listening with the soul so lovely ho- hopefully lovely. that answers a very, very complex very, answer to a very, very, very beautifully articulated especially you know how the way you where you ended it incredible you spoke about intent right uh, mm. would it be right to say that the intent is to maximize the number of bliss, blissful moments as as a musician for someone like you um depends how you define blissful i mean we all, we all find it in, in different ways, uh, I, I I don't know. I guess it's subjective what we all 
derive from a musical experience, from 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 being a listener. Um, sometimes there's a fine line between something blissful and quite frightening, or quite macabre, you know, or, or something that. But really, I just feel that if it makes you feel, if it really puts you in something, you know, a few years ago I was on a plane. Mm-hmm. And I and I watched a movie called Maestro. It was a Japanese movie, okay. and it was about a, an old man, retired conductor, classical conductor, and he oh. was chief of a, he was chief of an orchestra in Japan, um, and he retired, and he became a bit like a hobo and started living in a a cave or some woodland somewhere. Mm-hmm. And his protégés of the time decided to go out and look for this great master. And and they found him. And he was kind of just living hand to mouth, no possessions, no real house, you know. And uh, and they tried to get him, you know, with a, with, a, with a name to try to get him back into music, to try to get him back inspiring people again. And... Um, that really never was to be, but I, I shouldn't really tell you what happens in the movie. But along the way, he's talking to one of his ex-proteges, mm-hmm. uh, and he says, "You know, music can be so often if ephemeral, where you make a sound and the moment it's finished, it's gone. But if you can make a note so powerful in intent in in." And 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 have it resonate within them. That moment can last a lifetime. And I was in my chair, you know, I had my gin and tonic, <laughs> you know, my my uh, potato chips, and uh, and the and the the the, way, the the hostess of on the plane came up and said, "Are you okay, sir?" And I'm weeping. I'm weeping at how heavy and how beautiful that was, you know. And and how it corresponded with, like you know, it's like when somebody tells you that's what I that's how I always thought of it, and you've just completely hit the nail on the head and 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 conveyed it as I would love to be able to convey it, and and that movie did for me, and and that message really just stays with me. So really, any any effect, I mean, it's nice uh, to be provocative can suddenly can can be a little. You know, you want to be, uh, you know, uh, provoke people to do it. I'm talking about provocative in a very healthy sense, an inspirational sense. And if I can be that in music, whatever the emotion is that they're feeling, entirely subjective, in my opinion, then I'm doing something. Wonderful. In the music that you play, would it be right to describe it as imitative? Because you listen to a whole range of musicians. I'm sure you've you've heard a lot of musicians while growing up. Mm. And I'm sure you have also listened to some of the mentors or people who you learned yeah. music from, right? They must have helped nurture your musical pursuit. So when you say yeah. learned from, what are the elements that you learn and what are the elements that are internalized that come from the wellsprings of your genes that you can't really put a finger on. Um, what would be the short way to ask me that question? <laughs> uh, because oh, I just want—I just want to understand it to be able to try and answer it. 
mm-hmm. but you're saying from uh, the people that I spent a long time listening to uh, uh, that were really Influences. really yeah. Yeah. pivotal people. Yeah. Um, and was their influence on me what? Uh, so so did you did you happen to you know uh, take inspiration from them and would it be right to describe the music that you're trying to put out as imitative based on whatever you know they have uh, given you whatever knowledge and whatever wisdom that they've given you yeah yeah so would would I, that I, would that be appropriate i, I think so I, i don't know about imitative How do you say that word? Imitative. I, imitative. I, imitative. Yeah, I've never heard that word, or that that version of that word. Mm-hmm. But but you know, uh, I think um, one of the building, particularly in Western sort of improvised music and rock and jazz, whatever, um, you have um, you have. I mean, it's, it's a preference. It's like someone who switches your lights on inside. You know that makes you call. You know Keith Moon did that to me. You know, mm-hmm. does he have any technique? <laughs> Very little, but a heart as big as a truck. You know, and 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 what he the spirit that he brought out. Um, and well, I would in a way we're tying into the to the other question, but it wasn't so much what he was doing; it was why he was doing it and how he was doing it, and 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 a conviction was so absolutely it was like a, a like a mountain of force you know and, it, and the profound effect it gave me was to inspire me to try to find the same thing in myself only not copy them but it can be argued that there's a way to really find your voice and and touch and sound whatever else on an instrument is is to uh imitate you know and and try to but it was never with an intent for me personally to 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 play exactly what they were playing it was to yeah. get that feeling it was to get their feeling you know if 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 i could say which is quite true in, in jazz i can't think of anybody too higher than too much higher than miles davis and and in in his delivery of things as charlie mingus defined jazz or improvisation the sound of surprise and you never knew what you were going to get from miles davis you know mm-hmm. his solo can be this short or it can, it can go for 20 minutes 19 mm-hmm. minutes and you never know what you're going to get and every single silence and break had this total wisdom that that i thought well this is greatness you know because not only is it touching me it's enough music that i it's all i ever want to hear you know it's enough for me it's it's like food and with you know again to avoid the analytical process too much it's the if i could derive arrive at some kind of uh um essence uh cultivation realization of a, of a of an essence then yeah miles davis's silences inspired me just as much as his notes mm-hmm. but i didn't know how long the silences were and i didn't know how long the notes were so it's like a you know a bit of a mystical thing right there 
but but I consider you know when these great masters you know what they bestow on you through the through a magnificent art uh they're saying there you go here are the tools here's a way of thinking of it you might not know you know and uh and that that's really all I got. You know, I, I I tried to sound like them. It was it was futile. I remember finding a I had a big deep brothership with this guitarist Alan Holdsworth for many years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, I found a real one of the first things I found in direct com um, common with him was was this thing about taking an essence of a musician, but not, not the subject matter. You know, it was just to achieve the same kind of effect, but not knowing what they did. And he was, it was our experiences back in our formative days at the beginnings of trying to find out who we were. In his case, he imitated a Charlie, he transcribed a Charlie Christian solo. Okay. And he said, the way it described it was was just like switched the light on in me, and I thought I realized I felt exactly the same. Where he said uh, everything was going fine, the Charlie Christian solo was magnificent invention, beautifully constructed, and everything was just great until the period the transcription ran out and the solo finished. Like, what was I going to do then? So, you know, the big question. And and that was kind of the turning point for him to say, well, I won't transcribe anything more. I don't care if it's baby talk. I will invent something. I will contract, I will come into contact with my imagination and try to invoke something and, and, and make shapes in music that will do that, but not being the Charlie Christian soul. So, and, you know, and I felt exactly the same, Radicia, you know. Right. So, and 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 in respect to all the, the different kinds of music, I think it's kind of like how your attitude to listening, what you really want from music. What you know, are you if you're involved in music, it can be asked of you how much are you prefer to prepared to suffer <laughs> in music to get it. How much are you prefer to prepared to in how much love are you prepared to invest in what you do? Do you have that? Do you feel that for the world? Do you feel that for society, your friends and brothers and sisters? Can that be a part of what you do in the music? And 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 I, I guess all these ex existential things, more more along those lines, were were really becoming more formative than than anything anybody ever played. So, yeah, it's a mixed answer again, hugely complicated, but it's it's brought about by a frustration, like we all have social media. Yeah, I'm like everybody else posting things up, bits of performances and, and things like that. And look at the comments I get. Nice tone. Tone? What's that? <laughs> I don't know. What Tone? What, okay. And, and uh, worse still would be uh, uh, good chops. Nice technique or bad technique. Too stiff. You know, criticism? Great. That's fine. Or the worst yet, Oh, great licks. I do not know any licks. I do not play any licks. <laughs> so I don't have anything formed, you know, yeah. that some kind of 
you know, and, and I'm just thinking, why, what is wrong with, with the way perhaps people are looking at it? Some people are looking at it, you know, up against the kind of feeling that I got when I was sit, sitting in a room, totally black, lights off, listening to Igor Stravinsky's Mass or Balachandra or, or, or uh, Jimi Hendrix or Inner Mounting Flame. <laughs> you know, and I was just, it was just me, the chair, and the listening. And it was just about the listening and what it gave me, you know, and what it, anything that I've managed to do has been a direct result of all that. Lovely. Uh, it, it kind of uh, brings me back to this one little thing I was really interested in uh, asking you. Uh, I'd like to understand from you to draw a distinction between virtuosity, which can be learned more easily with enough practice and guidance. Mm -hmm. When you say that Gary Husband is a virtuoso, which means mm -hmm. you have got remarkable, brilliant or outstanding technique, like you mentioned, and yet to make a genius or a great legend is something that gets added to the concept of virtuosity right? Mm. Which goes beyond the training, beyond the skills, mm. beyond the rehearsals that make a truly great artist. Uh, say, for instance, be it a musician or a painter or what have you. So what is that element that distinguishes you? Um, so, so, which which word would you say was would be applicable to me? Like a virtuoso? Uh-huh. You know, I don't even know if I'm a virtuoso. A great master. A master of what? <laughs> master of wishful thinking, maybe. Master yeah. of ambition. Master of uh, aspiration, maybe. <laughs> but achiever? I don't know. I see myself as an eternal student. And and most of most of the 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 greatest musicians I know are complete, who are completely without pretension express the same kind of feelings, you know, like we, every day that we're lucky enough to be around and have the strength to play and to, to chant the opportunity to invent and create is a blessing. And, and that uh, I, some people have found, you know, I mean, in, in reference to myself, I think I have a niche uh, interest I you know I'm not a big you don't see me on the unless I'm doing a big gig with somebody you don't see me on the cover of uh, a drum magazine or something you know you you, you yeah. it is dependent on, on something they can sell or you know or publicize or you know or, or you know get some kudos out of in terms of sales so I mean I, you know uh, and the same with reviews for instance uh mm -hmm. To take an attitude to reviews, I don't believe the bad ones any more than I do the good ones. I think that's just the healthy way of, of looking at somebody's subjective opinion. Okay, this definitely isn't floating their boat. <laughs> you know, they don't like the mood of the expression. They don't they don't find any kind of uh, you know real worth to it. There's no con consistency to it. I, whatever they, they they might say. Usually, in the case of um, reviews, it's because it's not pure enough. It's not it's not the jazz 
tradition enough, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm happy. I'm happy because I want Balachandra to influence me just as much as a Miles Davis or a, or a John Coltrane and, and or, you know, uh, uh, David Crosby to influence me and by his songs. I mean, anything. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what kind of music it is. It's just, but, but, but the way it kind of all that I internalize it gives me uh, sort of a, an, an induction really like the tools to be able to say, well, if, if somebody like Tony Williams could say, uh, I don't want to play the bass drum on one and three or play it the hi-hat where somebody expects me to do uh, just because it's traditional to do so. I want to play it where it means something. And I was like, you know, back before the internet, we'd buy magazines and just read, read interviews. And, and when you, I can remember so many of these little phrases that, that really had such a profound influence on 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 my attitude forming. So uh, with Tony saying that, and I thought, well, if he can do it, and he did it, yeah, he played like that. I mean, he he, he really, really just broke out of just a, a very, you know, what was expected in the traditional uh, jazz role of playing drums and ex- total expansion and innovation based on all that. And you could hear his fascination with the avant-garde, you could hear his fascination with classical music, Western classical music, uh, folk music of Eastern Europe, I, yeah, anything, you know, endless. Yeah. And somehow it's in there and you can kind of detect that it touched him, but it's, it's, it's just all into the, the big pot, <laughs> you know, and uh, I, I like that. And, 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 and if, if people can hear influences in my play, I'm happy. They can hear echoes of Tony, echoes of Billy Cobham, echoes of uh, Viku Vinayakram. <laughs> Zaku is saying, I mean, because you know all those particular, you know, particularly in the South, you have the the, the Kanjira players and the the, the Gatam players, of course, but but the the Ridangam, uh, Ridangam, yeah, which I love, uh, along with the Tavil. Yes. Mm. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, this is. Perhaps the height of, you know, you, may, you mentioned technical achievement, but it was—it's so much more, so much more colossal to me than than a technical achievement. It's a message, and it's a very big one. <laughs> and when you're confronted with that, and it's loud, and it's full of conviction, and it's full of passion, and uh, I think on a good day, I can somehow hint in some little small way uh, you know and get that kind of effect you know and um and this is this, this is where i see is i i don't know what separates a virtuoso from a from a great master but but uh, i don't know it's for the magazines <laughs> to try and decipher i'm having a lot of trouble and a lot of pleasure um just trying to be to do something meaningful with music every day i'm lucky enough to be alive Wonderful. That's the, that's the spirit. That's the spirit. All of that's us. The spirit. Yeah. You know, uh, practice and embody. I'd like to make this conversation a little more interesting. 
by inviting okay. out uh, a, a lovely... Is that possible? <laughs> we, we'll figure, That's we'll certain. figure. Let's, let's, yeah, yeah. let's try that. Uh, mm -hmm. I'd like to invite out a really, really incredible uh, music educator, uh, guitar player and a producer, uh, yeah. uh, Amit Datta. So I'd like to invite him on. Fantastic. That's Hello. Uh, <laughs> hey, Gary. <laughs> Hi. Hey, sir. Hey. Hi. How are you? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you, Gary? Yeah, yeah, fine. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I mean, we met very briefly many years back when you came to Calcutta, and you played with Steve Topping, guitar player Steve Topping, and oh my God, yeah, Jonas Helberg. Jonas Helberg. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Were you yeah. there for that? That's I was amazing. there, and I spoke to you for a little bit, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, that is a long time ago. I know it was. It was, yeah. And who were we supposed to be doing? This was supposed to be somebody else coming on guitar originally, right? Do you remember uh, that? I, I think we were supposed to do a. Do you know? It might have been Alan Holdsworth who was supposed to be. Oh yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah. going back all these years, trying to remember. That. I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. But I've been checking you, uh, your links too. So and uh, very compelling, oh, really? strong music. Oh. Yes. Okay. Cool. M amazing. Which... Oh, okay. I can't tell you what. I mean, I I was sort of going between uh, like a five. I, I looked to you on uh, on the Facebook. I think there was a link on uh, Aditya Sir's uh, uh, email. And uh, yeah, it was a Facebook uh, link, and I and I and I was able to hear a couple of things. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank Great. You. And thank you for yeah. giving us all this beautiful music over the years, Gary. And you know, we are lucky to have you guys around us at the same time we live in. You know, <laughs> uh, that's that's more than kind. Way too kind, sir. Yeah. But I think you know, you know, we we we. Uh, you know, as we were discussing it just just now, that uh, each of us that has the opportunity, I mean, claim the opportunity yep. to be yep. creative and individual and pursue yep. this thing. I do. I mean, I'm I'm just not. You know, there's no dogma here. You know, this is to find something, and I'm on a mission, and I know you are too. It's the same for you. So, uh, I think we're all, uh, you know, pretty blessed. With that. I know, of course. And, for sure. And I've tried to put my 10 cents worth into things over the years. <laughs> <laughs> that 10 cents is a big 10 cents. <laughs> you know. That's kind of you. Thanks. Yeah, because I've been I've been following you back uh, the level 42 days, the Alan Holtzworth days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, I wanted to ask you a few questions, Gary. Uh, you, you're such an amazing piano player and a drummer. Incredible, unbelievable. And uh, when you play drums, do you think of the keyboard aspect also or the other way around? Do you, do you, you know, kind of a, like a dual mind? How do you kind of go about it when you play drums? <clears throat> uh, well, it's incredible, incredibly natural, the relationship I think that, that, that I have with, 
<laughs> maybe to, to say that the two instruments have with each other because they both have their physical requirements and demands. Mm -hmm. And and this this comes about as almost like, a, I, I don't mean to be uh, casual, uh, but to flick a switch, you learn how to do it. You know, I'm 62 now. Yeah. So I'm just about getting there. And and to be able to flick a switch in, in, in terms of the physical application required, right. Right. To really not just play each instrument, but to be really into it. And, uh, you know, I'm getting nearer to that. But but the the relationship they both have to me is that they're sort of two halves of one whole. Okay. So to, together they make a, a full circle. So it, it's the most complete expression that... And it's enough for me. It's a lifetime's more than a lifetime's work. Yes, of course. Of I'm course. still trying. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, but incredible. I mean, you know, a lot of my drummer friends uh, said when you meet uh, Mr. Gary Husband, ask him this question, that question. And I said, well, well okay. you know, I, I said uh, I'm going to ask him this at least, you know, because he's so incredible in both departments. I'm going to ask uh, this, you know, how, how do you kind of go about, do you, uh, you know, so I thought I should ask you. Another thing I wanted to ask you, do you have any specific uh, devices when you compose, uh, like with the keyboards or when you play drums, do you, do you think of devices that you have, like, uh, yeah, open the curtains. <laughs> open the curtains. <laughs> yeah. See the sun or the moon uh, right. or whatever, or take a walk to the corner shop to get yourself some milk. And uh, you might be on the way to the shop and uh, you pass an old person and in their face is this lifetime of, mm -hmm. like you see their whole life in their face. Mm -hmm. And and that, that could kind of like change my day. That, that could kind of change my agenda right there. Right. And, and I'll go. I'll come back to my workstation, and somehow she, she will be in, infiltrating my <laughs> yeah. exactly what I come up with because we're 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 dealing with the sound of surprise here, aren't we? We're we're we're, we're it's the big search. So uh, I don't know devices really. I, I find that some days certain things work, some uh, but not other days. Mm -hmm. It was like. You know, toying with, uh, I've never been one for sort of drinking alcohol before gigs, really. Uh, but a couple of times I tried like having a short beer mm -hmm. and this one time and I had this short beer and I felt that it just took uh, the edge off the nerves. Of course, it's, we all, yeah, just for, it just took a, a, a little more of the the the, the nervous edge away, or so, or something, and allowed the flow to come mm -hmm. a little bit easier or naturally. Mm -hmm. And then I thought it's a pretty good thing this this half a glass of beer, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll try it again the next night. <laughs> For sure, big mistake, <laughs> big mistake. <laughs> so it went from like, wow, this is the new thing, it works, yeah. to to uh, never again. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's the luck of the draw. Yeah, does invent does does inspiration want to invite invite us to the party or not? Right, <laughs> right. I know, I know. And yeah, you do, yeah. and we is, we we all do. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and what we can do, I don't know. Some days is dry, nothing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Some days I can't be writing things down enough, you know, fast enough. You know, where's the manuscript? You know, anything. <laughs> I know. And uh, uh, and it's just coming fast and furious. And then mm-hmm. so it's it's just a, a very different story from day to day, hour to hour sometimes. I know. I know. Yeah. In my experience. Sure. So yeah. I, don't, I don't have any good device and certainly no quick routes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. But eventually you kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, use that in the musical language is what I'm trying to get at. You know, the, the philosophical and the, and, the, and the picture that you see or the, or, or the thought, how do you kind of transmit that into the musical language and, you know, Mystery to me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As that's like, you know, if that little butterfly wants to come and sit on your shoulder. There you go. I've been, I've been chosen for a minute. Right. You know, and I, I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm still trying to kind of struggle to what kind of, you know, am I better? Am I more productive at night? Am I more productive early morning? You know, when you're really fresh and alert or, or, who knows? I know. It 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 really is just dependent on whatever you're granted with. <laughs> I know. I, I think, know. yeah. The yeah. opportunity is whether it's there or it's not. And and I think you can fight. There's, there are certain in regards to like playing on stage and things, playing live, sometimes it, it can be just total, it's just dumb what I'm doing. You know, my invention is dumb, it's full of holes. There's no, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, God, you know, I, I did ask John McLaughlin this mm-hmm. um, because you notice when he plays that that, that uh, he his left hand frequently comes off the guitar, yeah, either down or like, hey, you know, yeah. he'll he'll do something. And he, it's and I and I wanted to ask him this because he seems to cut, he seems to interrupt himself. When he does that, yeah, interrupt his flow. And off the guitar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, and either that or it was a kind of like a, what do you call it? An, an effect. Uh, 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 it's done for effect, affectation. And he said, "No, he said because I can feel when I'm when I'm like dropping into these things, I'm dropping into one of my cliches, and I know I have a multitude of cliches. This is him talking. He says, and I so I rather than listen to them again and listen to myself like go into something I know, my hand comes off the guitar. And I thought, wow, that's that's oh. I mean, what word would you put to that? I mean, that's it's uh, it's it's more than admirable. It's it's yeah, I know. But but it's it really it's 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 giving the audience the best you know your listening audience the best that you can deliver, and they want to see you going through these hardships. They want yeah. to see how you deal with these hurdles. You know they want to see you like pushing and trying your hardest to to to, to express your heart. What what are you trying to say? Like I'm trying to speak now, and the words aren't there. Absolutely. You know, sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes it's a lot easier and the words just kind of come out and they're there. I know, I know. But I think it's, if an audience knows that you mean it and you're in it for them because they're, they're in that moment so 
specifically, and they're in it for them. They're in it for the people who are listening. And I think that's a very special thing for people too. Yeah. I, th I think people, it, whatever kind of music it is, I think people will always react to that. I know, I know, yeah. yeah. I know. Anyway, enough of me. What do no, you think? <laughs> no, but, no, of course, it's, it's beautiful to listen to guys like <clears throat> you, you know. I mean, you know, yeah. But but before I leave, Gary, I, mean, I must say it's an honor to even exchange these words with you. Yeah, I've just got this thing. <laughs> 10 minutes slot, really. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's an honor to have you because I'm, I'm really no, compelled by it. I want everybody else to, to follow the link and, and go and hear your music. You'll, you'll have an experience like I did. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Go to him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder which one you heard of my music, though. I wonder which one you kind of really, yeah. I can't, I can't even tell you. Uh, th there were four. There were different four four different videos, and each of them posted relatively recently. Okay. okay. Uh, of you of of live playing. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's like it's like composition form of like whoa whoa okay I need to oh. I need to okay. hear more of this so I will. All right, thank you. Yeah, but and, before I say bye, Gary, I want basic question. What okay. how, what do you suggest to musicians to get a good time feel, whether they're a drummer or keyboard player, guitar player? Any exercise that you suggest or thinking that you suggest? Um, you know, I've, I've got a conviction that, that actually if we play, I used to have a, a technique with two metronomes. Okay. And, 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 you know, and inspired by you, amazing mathematical brains in India. I, I wanted to, to, to put like a relative tempo to an already like an odd, what I'm hearing is an odd bar or, or, or you know, like say, take a bar of seven, put an accent on the one of the seven on one metronome, find something that's, that's more or less synchronized. If it's a little bit on the back end, it gives it this kind of relaxed groove. Okay. It's nice. Uh, but then I'll, I'll find an interesting subdivision to work off the other tempo. And then I'll go and make coffee, okay. and, I, and I'll be listening to 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 this. But more than listening, it's going. It's just coming, becoming commonplace in my body. It's going in my body. I'm internalizing it. Uh, I might not be able to understand it, or tell you exactly, or define exactly what the relationship is. And, um, but I can feel it, and I think sometimes you can. It's almost like it's influencing you but it's actually sort of implanting something you know it's it's kind of the correlation between something i was expressing about how i feel about trans transcriptions before mm -hmm. that that it's actually sort of like you know placing something inside you in terms of how you feel it uh, in, in, into your muscle memory it's becoming like a natural flow to you and that's how i see rhythm as a flow so so uh I do. People think I'm crazy, but, but it actually gave me a lot. I mean, oh. it, and I, and these variants disparate, you know, disparate um, relationship between one tempo in relation to another one, mm -hmm. and they're just going, they're just going together, and I'm just hearing them, wow. and and I'm doing something else. I'm changing my laces on my shoes, and it's going. Ah, get that. Get 
get, 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 get. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, yeah. And I'm hearing it. And something, if you get a good sound on a metronome, well, it's the convincing, I mean this. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then it even goes on in more so, I find. So, mm-hmm. Like, great. Listen to me. I'm coming through. I'm doing it. This oh. is it. <laughs> uh, like John McLaughlin calls it the God rhythm. God rhythm. Wow. Wow. Find that, yeah. When you become confronted by that and experience rhythm that way, that's, that's something. I, I love that. So I don't know if it answers your question. No, but, but that completely does. I mean, you know, uh, but, but that only says how free you have become. People like you, you know, I mean, how free you've become with your instrument and with your brain and your thinking. It's incredible. I mean, it's almost beyond reach the level that you have achieved, you know. <laughs> Well, I think you can work. We, I worked hard. That's all. Like yeah. you, and and we we work hard to to get to where we want to be. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and you know, I do have this course on my website now. The video casts it's for drummers, but it's more motivational than technical. Okay, it's, it's more about philosophy and motivation. Right. And uh, there's uh, there are some uh, bits. Of of uh, called influences one influences two something like that, mm-hmm. and I'm actually sort of like trying to channel all my influences like this guy or something, you know, Elvin oh, Jones. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they talk to me about drum transcriptions. Try transcribing that. Oh. I mean, oh man, and it's it's got this earth, this earth, and there's this invention. It's born and it's of the earth, and it's it's. It's of the world. It's of the very fabric of, of everything we can feel. And, and, yeah. and I used to go sit and watch him and sat in front of him. I mean, that was all the food I ever needed. Wow. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I was very lucky to be able to have that period. But the late set at Ronnie Scott's, everybody gone to sleep. Wow. But, or had enough being battered into submission by yeah. this guy. Yeah. And he's yeah. there. <laughs> so I, I got these uh, sort of influential players, and I'm trying to get each one of them. Keith Moon's on there too. Uh, all the ones that meant something to me, I try to just channel. Wow! Without really knowing what they were doing. Anyway, that's it's another thing I'm moving back into. But it's beautiful, yeah. It's beautiful, though. Yeah. yeah. But but as far as you're saying, you know, I mean, to younger players, I just say be fearless. You know, uh, mean it. Yeah. Find something. Keep trying. Keep reaching. Even when you find something good, reach harder. Right. Find right. something better. And 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 I think the, the basic determination really. I play because I have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I find work because I have to. I'm not blessed with with the phone isn't ringing all day for me, you know. But I will make work happen. I I made the situation with John McLaughlin then through following him. And turning up at his performances, putting a pair of earphones on, cassette music lined up. Please listen to this, John, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he listened to it. And this is, I mean, it's beyond proactive. Of course, it, it's, I was a lot younger and, you know, hey, man, you know, I had a bit of front, more front in those days. But he listened. Wow. And every time I do it, he doesn't. To the point, one day he says, do you fancy having a, a play or being a part of this band? Wow. 
and this this is the kind of way we can kind of make chances for ourselves. Yeah. If, if I hadn't have done that, John McLaughlin know who I was? Maybe, maybe not. Say, and same with all of them. Just, just. Uh, I mean, this is this is the piece of advice that I can offer. Just be the best you can be, and to to, and get yourself heard. Get yourself to the attention of people you want to hear you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's it's sort of worked. Out. It's paid off. I couldn't I couldn't get to Jeff Beck. I would have loved that. Oh yeah. I tried. I oh. tried. Okay. But it didn't. It didn't work. Wow. But uh, I would have loved to have played drums with him. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, yeah. you played with Aaron Oldsworth. You played with, you're playing with John Crawford. Wow. How did the Oldsworth thing happen? Um, I, I was playing in second mention of Ronnie Scott's club. I met okay. him in Ronnie, Ronnie Scott's. Um, I was playing the last set of, of actually, my last night, because I'd been fired. Playing too loud, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I should thank them. I should thank them for it because it was it was it was a merciful release, really, yeah. because they they couldn't see any future with it, and I couldn't. I thought the music was a little dull, so I, it would, I was coming up with ways to try and liven it up a bit, you know. Okay. And it wasn't making me very popular. Okay. Anyway, uh, I heard when we came off the first set. Somebody said Alan Holdsworth is in the audience with Jack Bruce, wow. and together they were wow. they were working as a trio, um, uh, yeah, on a trio thing at that point, which was really never to be. Although they did a demo with John Heisman, the drummer, uh-huh. and uh, uh, and and I thought, oh god, you know. And I looked around while well, it was break time. It was only a very short break, and then we went on for the second step. And I asked the same source, are they still here? He said, yes. You know, they're down in the downstairs bar. Okay. And I, I went down there. The first person I ran into was Alan. Wow. And he said, oh, man, that was great, you know, or something, you know. And I said, well, thank you. You know, he said, you know, I don't suppose you fancy having a play sometime, do you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, knowing that I'd just been fired and and – it was like a kind of miserable night, really, not one to feel great about. And then I go and meet Alan, and he wants to have a play. So um, he said, are you doing anything on Sunday? I said, well, yes, but, uh, you know. <laughs> no, I said, no, of course I'm not. You know, and just to get together in a in a room alone, which was uh, something. And it just, we just, eyes closed. Five hours went in the space of 10 minutes. And it was like. Wow. The most unreal experience. I remember we both got into our cars after it, and there weren't, there was nothing to say, really. Wow. So it was just, just revealed something really close. It was like a gift. It really was like a gift, and it worked out good for him too because he was looking for a more drummer. Yeah, <laughs> I know what he's yeah, Somebody yeah, with a bit more. Uh, he wanted something a little wilder. He liked, you know, he liked it, perpetual invention. He didn't like it when anybody kind of played, uh, you know, probably fall into a groove and it doesn't move and it becomes very rigid or whatever. He just wanted complete invention all the time. So, uh, so that's another piece of advice. Understand the people you, you if you have a session with somebody, 
there's no excuse now without with the internet find out everything you can find out about them mm -hmm. know the music and know the periods of their music so that when you meet them you can say hey i love that the track you did with andy newmark on drums and then it was uh, which album oh it was that album and they go you know that yeah hey man you're a big hit you know you, because the person feels that they've they're interested in you uh, and and uh, I found that the, the, that's also ways to get back asked sure. back. Sure, there are very sort of you know lots of deceitful things we can do to keep getting asked back, and I'm a master of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people call me a chance to hey yeah take your chance yeah sure uh, and uh, uh, why not it's not meant to be. I know. Tel Aviv. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, when is your next uh, project? I mean, after this this new project, I haven't really heard that yet, but I'm looking forward to the thing that you just sent Aditya. He sent me, uh, he forwarded me the thing also. Yeah. Well, there are kind of two. There's yeah. one called the Trackers with uh, with a Norwegian guitar player. Um, actually, uh, the album cover looks like that. What will eight forty? There's your rib doll. Yeah. No, no, it, it's not. His name is Alf Terjehana. Oh, okay. And you've probably never. Name means nothing, but take a listen. Wow, of course. And, uh, Sure. And I found him because I was kind of like welling in the void left by Alan and, and in particular the kind of closeness and relationship mm -hmm. after he passed. What am I going to do now? Wow. You know? And um, so I found something with the intention of finding something not, not to be like it, but to take the place of it, to give to give me some kind of creative space again with somebody. Wow. So I could carry it on. And uh and I found that I found him. Um, so there was uh, that. That's a nice group record. And the other ones I have a duet with Nguyen Lee. You know this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I'm Paris. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he's wonderful. And and we found a really great kind of kindredness playing together. Uh huh. So and a lot of it's improvised. <laughs> it's been so many years since we since I did something like that. Wow. Just go to the stage with nothing. Yeah, a few tunes, a few good things, oh, yeah. a few little uh, uh, hooks, little devices mm -hmm. you can use to start something, to end something, to bridge to something else. You know, right. and uh, and aside from that, just a lot of creativity. So that's that's wonderful. Um, I'm enjoying that. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, we could talk for hours and listen to you for hours like this, really. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. But um, I'm afraid I have to quit now. I think Aditya will okay. carry on with you. And it was an okay. honor really meeting you, Gary. All the best. And keep and doing you, what you're doing. And, you know, uh, I'm back. Fantastic. Same hope to you. meet you sometimes too. Yeah. I guess I absolutely hope this is the same thing too. And uh, right. great to, great that you yeah. remember Maybe I, I'll drop in a note to you and say hi sometimes. Please, please. Yeah. Now now we're familiar? That's great. Sure. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank bye you. Bye. Thank you, Amit, for taking bye time bye. out. Bye-bye.
so gary oh, that coming was back to yeah wonderful wonderful human being uh, and i couldn't think of a better guest uh, to be on the show <laughs> he's, he's he's that was beautiful that was a beautiful thing to to yeah. to to set up yep yeah did yeah i'd be Very i'd be grateful. happy to share some of his music as well he's been doing a lot of interesting projects in india and i'd be Definitely. happy to sh- share some of some of his work with you would you do that yeah oh, please. i would love to i would love to why not yeah please so coming I back really to love that yeah yeah certainly coming back to our agenda uh, you know i have a couple of more interesting questions for you uh, these okay. days there's there's a great deal of talk over uh, spiritual experiences and there are shortcuts to enlightenment right uh, crash courses to say attain nirvana i'm sure music <laughs> of the kind that you practice you tend to train yourself this must be inculcating within you right uh, moments there must be moments of spiritual epiphany uh, that of insight of transform transformation into something very blissful you know in terms of the entire process so from mm. whatever whatever i've gauged there's this quality of lightness so what have been some of these experiences that you had while performing your music lightness in terms of weight uh-huh and like body weight correct oh that's interesting yeah um that's interesting but maybe it's some of the closest experiences i've had and mm-hmm. i do believe that i've had them i've been in the act of playing and and sometimes uh, like we were just talking about the first meeting with alan holdsworth and yes. and, and this playing of 5 hours felt like 10 minutes so you lose the the sort of awareness and uh, of time and and and, and I've this lightness I found because I I I think I might have had a couple of out of body experiences while playing okay uh I remember and I remember because I remember looking at myself yeah. and thinking what are you doing <laughs> you know or thinking oh you know or something anything but 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 I yeah I think you know to me there's no doubt there's a spiritual world and uh if you can come close to 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 opening the doors or keeping the doors open that that was one thing a, a very wise soul said that to me keep keep the doors open you know don't it's it's not shut otherwise you won't they can't you're not making any space for it so uh keep the doors open so i learned that and and uh and somehow they come when they want to come i don't know like inspiration i don't know i i feel a, a presence of them i mean we we're living in london right now before that we lived in the country right and we had a we had a um, poltergeist in the house for a while like a spirit that can't move on trapped mhm uh, I know they're there. I did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've seen the cutlery swing, and there's no wind force coming from anywhere. It's just the poltergeist having some fun. Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, well, man, if you don't believe it, look at that. You know, and and there was somebody sitting at our table, and they were completely converted in a second. I said, well, how is that stuff moving? There's no earthquake here. You know. Correct. 
And uh, so, and if and if that's not enough, I can I can kind of feel on a good day if I've put myself in a good conducive position or situation that I can or state of being, not of mind necessarily of being, I can I can somehow the motion uh, can can bring it forward too. I find that in playing. I, I don't think there's any mystery. You see a lot of people musicians rocking when they're playing. You know, there's a motion to it. It's like they're wanting to 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 go to to they're reaching. I don't know. What do I know? Nothing. <laughs> but I'm happy. I, I get older. I know even less. So I don't care. But but I do feel uh, what to feel other than the blessing of just being here and having the opportunity to 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 work and do something. <laughs> you, it's no answer to your question. Yeah, so, incredibly modest. You know, whatever whatever be it, you you were so modest. Well, I think I'm probably realistic. Right. No, I don't know what's what's so special. I, 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 there, there are far, you know. If someone has 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 found something of good value, great value, even or of of or of inspiration from me, I'm more than delighted. I, I'm more than flattered. I couldn't be any more flattered. Um, but um, for me, I'm just trying to get try to become a, a something of, of the people that turn the lights on for me <laughs> the great the great people so um you know it's also we can't really see ourselves that well you know and uh i'm not sure if i'm the best judge of anything i've done so but uh, i know when i'm happy about it and when i'm not and that's enough if you know when you're happy about it, you know when you're fulfilled by it. And if I'm fulfilled, or if I'm uh, stimulated, uh, if I'm uh, inspired, there's enough inspiration, I can put that and kind of recycle that into some kind of spontaneity that can affect somebody else. And that's really all I want to do. I just like to do it in a more poetic and more... Uh, more considered spontaneous shape than 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 I believe I've done it before. And so so I'm gonna search for it, keep trying for it and rocking in motion, trying to reach it. Well I should just stop. <laughs> I should stop talking. No, no. I mean you uh, did, you did, you did uh, have like your uh, own perspective towards that and uh, fair enough. Sounds sounds good to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, how would you like someone to respond to your music? I'm sure, as a human being, we need to self-validate. We need to say how wonderful we are, often, to reassure mm. ourselves that we are good. We're doing fine. Uh, yeah. Whose criticism, whose validation, and whose celebration matters most to you? Do you have confidence in your own judgment when you feel that you've done something well? It may be the modesty or your humility that keeps you from acknowledging this a lot of times. Mm. So mm. what what is more gratifying for you? Well, probably the acknowledgement from, from people you really 
really respect if you have to be working for a, with and for a great musician and they com they compliment you very sincerely and they take time extra time to do it and to and to really make you feel that they're impressed with you or or have been affected by something you've done and that's that's the biggest acknowledge acknowledgement i can hope for really yeah um and the two um You know, aside from that, I think, yeah, I'm a pretty good, I'm, I'm probably hard on myself, but I think in a healthy way, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not ruling everything out because it's, you know, I insist on being uh, too critical on myself that, that, that I sort of literally strangle any possibility of good flowing you know, productivity. So uh, I will acknowledge <clears throat> when things have been good. I thought, you know, I've had a listening to some of some of the solos or or something on a particular album. I think that was a good solo. That was all right. I liked that. That had a good shape, or it didn't give up, or it got really good towards the end, or it it had an interesting trajectory to it, or anything. And I will acknowledge that. I will acknowledge it. And I think that if I don't believe it, who else is going to believe it? Sure. You know, so, so I do make a, I believe everything I'm trying to do. <laughs> I don't even know if that makes sense. I believe everything I'm trying to do, but I do. I believe in it. Yeah. You belong to a long tradition of musical groups, right? Uh, like you mentioned, you've, you've been mm. with Level 42. To the fourth mm. dimension, and uh, you have you, you had your own trio, right? If I'm if I'm not mistaken, this there's a lot of history and a lot of continuity. If I were to look at your career, right, in in terms of uh, different faces and the different projects that you've been involved in, so what does yeah. that do for an individual such as you? What what becomes your dream and what is your aspiration? I'm sure one of those aspirations must be obvious very obvious to have that sort of continuity right like you mentioned on email that you had written to me that i never stopped mm. Mm. Right? so i'm sure yeah. you would have you would like these musical traditions that you have created to be carried forward for the next couple of generations right so you might have passed this on in some of the other form you might have uh, taught your students and mm. uh, people who would be you know, looking up to you uh, to sort of aspire to have this kind of a rich tradition. But what I'm mm. interested in knowing from you is what is your personal aspiration? Is it aiming for excellence or is the goal to maintain continuity? What would you want to report at the end of life and say, look, this is what I try to do? Oh, if you feel. Difficult question. Uh, well, uh, really, uh, you know, in 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 reference to that, I would say I would, I would be very happy to be recognized as someone. Uh, I mean, you call you call your program stalwarts of music. That's right. I think the way I perceive stalwart is, mm -hmm. is somebody who's still trying, who's still out there, and is still in the game. Yeah, uh, of which I will consider myself to be. In fact, uh, I believe the best is to come, 
uh, in terms of what I can do. Um, and, and another definition of stalwart is, uh, I guess, uh, old. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I think, uh, yeah, in, in reference to uh, a, a certain detail that you raised about the, the one minute, this kind of music, this kind of music, this kind of music, this kind of music. I, I think what each of them has given me is something um, that I've been able to take in terms of attitude and sometimes in terms of physical application to the instrument. Um, I mean, I started off with classical piano. That gives you command, you know, but command in being able to cultivate, to bring out notes without using any, you know, there's a particular touch that you utilize and you practiced this for many years, really. And in terms of getting volume from a piano, like power from a piano, it's almost as if you have to be relaxed and you're not forcing it. Yeah. There's a, it, it isn't brute strength. It's, it's something else far more subtle that, that, that I was blessed to be able to have as uh, in the, in my teaching of uh, classical piano. So um with drums it's slightly different because I, most of it's sort of self-taught okay. but uh with with the piano and the drums you've got you've got an enlarged kind of much more expanded uh conception understanding of music through the piano through arranging through writing it gives the drummer an idea of composition and form in things and how to how you can shape it, how you can color it. Um, and also, uh, but then the drums in turn give, because of the way all our four limbs are working, it gives a certain uh, independence to, to piano. You know, the piano with its theoretical world, you know, that it's round that it's in and and, and, and all the theory of, of writing and composing and understanding how to be able to be, uh, you know, a pupil of it, um, gives you, uh, you know, just a wider conception when, when you go to the drum kit from the piano, for instance. So I, I see, as, you know, the, the, the values are really good to, it's work for me to be, uh, to take any work. I mean, playing some, somebody's wedding. There's a lesson yeah. in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or I might play with a bad musician. I might play with a bass player who just drags and the tempo is like pulling back all the time. So how how do I deal with that? That's an experience that, that I had the benefit of having the opportunity to be able to try to put right uh, on that date, on a wedding concert thing, gig. <laughs> and uh, and uh so it became my mission to like, can we try to just keep the tempo going in this next one? And I, and I will, and I will be pushing, not in terms of speeding it up, but I will have a push to my playing that could bring another player with me. And, and in that way, I'm developing a kind of a skill, something of, uh, of strength to be able to do it. And that's one just little gig, you know, and that's one thing I've learned. Uh, and, um, the experience of playing with a big band as a drummer with with 15 or 16 musicians 
did a lot for my touch. I had to be very clear about everything. And, and without that clarity and without making my internal balances correct on the drum kit, musicians did not feel the beat, or the center of the beat, the real essence of the beat. So I had to work on that. You know, the, the, and without that experience in a big band, I wouldn't even have that kind of sound on drums, that touch. So every little thing has been instrumental in all these different areas, apart from, of course, the fact of, of working with all these uh, different people, which has been uh, uh, wonderful, you know, irreplaceable, really. So, but it all just continues. And the show must the world go is on. Full of, <laughs> the show must go on. And there, there are many, many wonderful musicians, yeah. unknown, semi-known, well-known. Yeah revered yeah. right to the complete unknowns again which it's beautiful to be around because you're you're around them at the very formation at the very sort of their their formative time and to think that you can be an influence on in some good way to them in some practical way and helpful way to them an enlightening way is to get involved and in, yeah i'm here to answer questions so, you know so i i can feel good about an involvement in music in all its realms, all its different yeah. ways, you know, and styles. Marvelous. I'd like to take a step back <laughs> and, okay. and go back in time. Uh, let, let me go back in time and speak about the classic 80s and 90s that represented a creative peak for Level 42, right? During, yeah. your, time, during your time with them. Describe yeah. the group's dynamics and what made them a class apart during that particular phase. Well, I think they, they had a very individual, uh, uh, incessant uh, I mean, to, to begin with, they, they were all players. They are all players. Uh, they were at a time when most of it was kind of like uh, a lot of sort of first-generation drum programming, really, in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, but to hear the, the the real drums and the real bass, but not just laying down a beat, but actually just going for it in the way that they did. And, and what I think is, is most uh, amazing about them is that they were very, very popular at the same time. So, and of course they were, you know, representing this big sort of uh, Brit, British funk movement at the yeah. time. In fact, they probably spearheaded that. You know, right. you know, certainly in the way that they did it. So I mean, there's a lot of kudos attached to that. So when I when I, when I got a, an invitation from Mark King to to take part, it was uh, uh, a great honor, but but uh, a very great responsibility. So I, sure. before before I said yes, I was like, can I do this? Can I really give this group what it needs? And probably at that time I couldn't. But I made sure I could by the time I got there. So I made, made up my mind to say, yeah, I great, gratefully, gracefully accept your invitation. I will come and I, I will do my best. That's all I can do. Uh, so I did. I, I did my research. I listened to uh, all of them. I'm intrigued by drummer and bassists. You know, when you get two great combinations like Ginger Baker, you know, Jack Bruce, you know, Mark King, um, what was the name? Phil Gould. Um, uh, there are millions of them. They're, they're, you know, and, and you hear what's 
It's like, what is it about those two? When they get together, the energy's right and they, they just and they sound the best they sound when they're playing together. And uh, and you think, well, it's just a really good chemistry, it's a really good dynamic, really good relationship. And I think it's you can work on it sometimes you never really get it, but you can play with somebody else and you think, wow, that really clicks with, with this artist, him or her, you know, it feels right. And uh you find that. And, and I was lucky that, that, that I could get into that group and be kind of semi-impressive, you know. Um, I was aware that there's everything they needed, but 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 more so Mark had a great way of giving direction. He'd just say, uh, he said to me once, um, I don't care, you can play as much as you want in this, but I need two and four. Uh, well, that's that's kind of, you know, that's quite a prospect right there. Yeah. I can be as busy as I want, but around the two and four. So whatever you do around the two and four, it's okay. It's open season. You can do what you want. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it was it was filled with with uh, great anecdotes I came away with, you know, from having done that. And of course, it was uh, kind of a successful period for the band also. So I was very lucky to get to have that come along for a while. Lovely. Yeah. This just gives me goosebumps listening to, you know, all these anecdotes from the past. Yeah. Like a, it's like a blast <laughs> from the past coming into reality when you actually get to listen to all of these experiences. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Well, you get to a certain age, Aditya. <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> you there. didn't mention about uh, Alfana. Uh, who played yeah. who played a very key role in shaping your approach in the Wadwill 845 album. Uh, yeah. So could you describe some of your discussions that were involved during the making of this particular album along with him? Yeah, very little, in fact. I mean, for, for, from the point of view, it was lockdown. So this okay. is definitely a product of lock, lockdown, this album. Right. Uh, the trackers. Uh, and really consisted of uh, it was like the understanding between us both had already been cemented. It was already acknowledged and 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 firmly in place. And uh, I knew what he did, and he knew what what I did. Got it. So he would send me stuff. I would send him stuff back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of his designs were were featured on the record. I've I've got fewer pieces on the record, but I do have three and. I arranged a radio head cover as well. So, wow. uh, you know, th- there are plenty of sort of untypical things on there. Mm. Um, but it's all born of of this this new meeting that, that I felt really effortless okay. to be doing with, with Alf. And he felt kind of felt the same with me, but it was a it was a learning thing for him, it was a learning thing for me. And beautiful the way that we could arrive somewhere with a new product. So I'm very excited about that record. Wonderful. You're someone who's always been open to experimentation. You have mm-hmm. admired Indian classical music to a great extent in terms of your collaborations with Selva Ganesh, Ranjit Bharat, Purbhai mm-hmm. and Chatterjee, and several others. Mm-hmm. So could you describe, I did see a very cool video of you with uh, Mr. Ranjit Bharat uh, doing a Conakol uh, solo, right, in one of the mm-hmm. fourth dimension gigs. So could you describe mm. the importance of Kunnakol 
to your understanding and knowledge of indian classical music and how was it different uh, you know in the in terms of the whole rhythm aspect in the jazz universe how how, how do you mm. distinguish the two these two techniques um i don't even know if i can distinguish them from each other yeah. but 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 i can tell you that in my very young days i was trans- already transfixed by indian music correct uh um and um and i was very very compelled by it um it uh it held me yeah <laughs> and uh and that's something because these were long records you know whole side per track oh, i'm talking about an lp you know in those days yeah yeah uh like a 20 you know 15 minute 20 minute side of an album and um and i'm there for the for the duration there wasn't a weak moment and and it's one of the many things that captivated me about it but the I I learned from to the point of it becoming familiar to yep. my ears the the kind of flexibility of of Indian percussionists um, and and the kind of areas of exploration and 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 some of the logic started working itself out in me okay to the point it started crossing over and infiltrating my own expression and you probably wouldn't know it but but Ranjit makes the comment a lot. You know, you 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 come out of it and there's like there's an inherent tea high, you know, and you're bringing me back in like an Indian musician. And of course, I take that as a, a real big compliment. Although it's, I don't really see how it can be accurate, but it's very very complimentary. And um, I would say that I don't understand it as much as I do love it and 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 have allowed it to affect me. Because um, it intrigues me. That's a good word. It intrigues me <laughs> at every moment, and of course, with the, the conviction that that all the great masters have, it's it's uh, something else. So, um, to to really to long long before I met John or Ranjit, um, it was this was already in place. So, it was an opportunity to really sort of delve further. I understand conical to be recitation, right? Yeah. It's spoken rhythm. So, so, and I've seen the kind of relationship uh, Ranjit has with, with other Indian musicians, and even John, who's fluent with conical. I'm not. I can learn corvées and, and to some extent sort of convey <laughs> them, you yeah. know, but, uh, but I'm not fluent with it. And I'm, but I do see the value in the people that, do use it and 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 the value that they get out of it in terms of like ex- singing a, a corvée to somebody mm-hmm. like i will see alan um uh Ranjit, uh singing it to john and he'll listen to it three times and then he's got it you know that's yeah. beautiful <laughs> that's very inspiring yeah in the interest of time i'm coming to the last part of the agenda which is the rapid fire round i'm going to ask you very concise and uh, fun questions it'll be more like a trivia and you don't have to think too much and okay. uh, let's see how you do <laughs> one word answers yeah <laughs> yeah yeah one word answers what is that one song that always makes you cry uh todd rungren pretending to be uh, pretending to care 
on the contrary what is your favorite guilty pleasure song <laughs> guilty pleasure song what's that a song that <laughs> you you would not like to disclose to someone else and uh, that you seek very secretive about well i could tell you but then we have to omit it from the video <laughs> <laughs> all right no uh, i mean uh, i don't know secret uh ooh Oh man, well we were listening to uh we were having a meal last night and uh Abba came on the radio. Okay. Um and this fantastic uh, song from the 70s. Uh Dancing Queen or something. Dancing Queen, yeah, Dancing yeah. Queen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what a song. <laughs> what a song. I mean, enough said. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's my guilty pleasure right there. Got it. If you had the chance to put together an all-star jazz fusion band, who would mm-hmm. be in it? Well, fortunately, there are some people around that that uh, people that I would look at choosing, but aren't around anymore. But um, I had one once called Force Majeure. Uh, Randy Brecker played. Jerry Goodman played. Elliot Mason played trombone. Matthew Garrison played bass, Jim Beard played keyboards, Otto Tulsprian played percussion, and I played drums and piano. And that was uh that was probably the closest I've ever come to to any uh experimentation that really was in the real time. So I was I was given an opportunity by the Arts Council of uh, contemporary music body that used to exist here to do that. And that was that was a great experimental time. So had you asked me that in 2014 that that would have been the answer and I, it's still in a way i i, I like the uh unconventional aspect of um, trumpet trombone and violin to write for very good very nice sound different yeah sure what is your favorite cuisine indian <laughs> south indian favorite and dish north indian <laughs> <laughs> favorite dish uh masala dosa uh, so those nice. I don't know. I like the simplest dishes, really. Cauliflower bhaji, uh, <laughs> dal, good dal, uh, black mutton, black mutton curry. <laughs> yeah. Great taste. Yeah. Oh man, it's just the taste of taste of the gods. What are the top five must-haves for? any musician while on tour what as in recordings uh, when they're touring Ooh. in the um, context of performance yeah well just about any kind of self help <laughs> <laughs> cd really you know um i don't know uh it depends on the individual surely I would say uh, listen to something challenging or that, that that widens you, widens your conception as you know it, um, i.e. a new experience or a new musician. <clears throat> I mean, there are so many mediums we can travel with now. So, yeah. you know, yeah. and listen to them offline and stuff even uh, on your device. So we really have no excuse but to experiment. I don't know. Be open and listen to everything. That's what I would say. Got it. I have one last question for today, which is a custom in all of my interviews. 
right. you did answer a part of it but i'd like you to uh, you know conclude it with uh, one final answer right yeah yeah uh, down in the distant horizon what would you want to be remembered as um somebody who tried to be kind and who hated cruelty lovely basically incredible 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 incredible, incredible answer to uh, for a closure Uh, so, <laughs> <I hope so. laughs> this 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 particular interview will additionally be aired on Big FM Shillong and Azol uh yeah. two incredible radio stations in India and part of oh. my uh podcast series in an audio video format it should be out in the next couple of uh, weeks hopefully mm. uh on YouTube and uh on all major audio streaming platforms I'll be oh, sure great. to send you the links you can you can share it with all your fans friends and family please do Please do it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm really grateful that you created time and and came down. I hope you're doing Excellent. well health wise, and uh, yeah, hope hope yeah. to see you. Hope to see you in India yeah. very soon. I wish the same. I wish the same towards you. Uh, and uh, been a very great pleasure, and uh, I'm very uh, touched and honored by your invitation. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Gary. Do stay in touch. Yeah. You too. Bye bye.